Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Wolf Dog, Lomax, your favorite quarterback, and only quarterback, you know, he just played with me. Uh, hey, happy 60th to you. Man, it's just a number. I'm just getting closer to shooting my age on the golf course, so I don't mind getting a little older, but Wolf Dog. You're doing great. Love hearing you. Go Cardinals. But, Wolf, I still want to throw that flat route to you on that scat 358 shoot. I'd had, I had you open in the flat a lot, but that damn, your damn neck row, you got to turn your head. You can't even see the damn ball because your neck rolls on there. Then you had to get ready for special teams. I still, I, I, I could hit you all day long in the flat on that scat 368 shoot. Love you, Wolf. Happy birthday. Take care. Let's get us some wins. Go Big Red. Thank you, man. Thank you, Neil. Love you too, Neil. Man. Wow. How this many? Is, this is wow. How many receptions do you think that neck roll cost you? <laughs> He's so full of it. Neil, you didn't want to throw me the ball because you didn't think I was going to catch it. Just say it. I mean, the neck roll. <laughs> Neil! Wow, that is, this is bringing back so many memories right now. Thank you. Thank you to all people involved. Thank you. Man. Beautiful. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. All right, Cardinals getting ready to take on the Seahawks here. We don't know what time on Sunday yet uh, because the Astros are up 2-0 in that series with the Mariners. So if the Mariners win game three, Cardinals-Seahawks will start at 2.30 on Sunday, which Wolf, as I told you, might be just what this team needs on offense because they'll come out at uh, 2.30 thinking it's the third quarter and it'll actually just be the first quarter. Yeah. It'll start a little bit faster. I know, time right. Yeah, uh, or theory. maybe not. Maybe not. No, maybe. But we, we haven't tried this yet. We've tried everything this else. Is, it's going to be different, Luke. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be different. That's a good thing. Different is good. Unless the Astros just win game three and then they're starting at one. Okay, great. Yeah, so so you're, now you're going to just take the... The needle on. All you need is a Mariners Pop team that hasn't balloon, made the playoffs right? in 21 years to beat the Astros. You'll okay, be fine. great. Uh, this is um, Kelvin Beecham talking about the emphasis of running the ball on Sunday in Seattle, regardless of who the running back is. We have to earn the right to run the ball. And we have to earn the right to win the game. And when we do that, it doesn't matter who's in front of us. Uh, those are the nameless great faces. That's just who we have to be playing this week. Uh, but when we have the opportunity to, to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, we have to, to take that opportunity do so. Okay, wait a minute. So what was he saying right there? Did you read that as though, you know, you've got to take the opportunity to do so? But yeah, the opportunity is there saying? against Seattle. Okay. I, this is how I hear Kelvin Beecham when he talks about blocking to run the ball. I want to run the ball. <laughs> that's that's how I read Kelvin Okay, Beecham. so it has nothing to do whatsoever with any training camp discussions or anything. Yeah, that may that have influenced have. me a little bit. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm with Beach, of course. If, in fact, he is saying, hey, you, you've got you've to earn the opportunity to do it. And maybe that means you've got to go out and be successful. I, I think the Arizona Cardinals have actually shown that. They can be successful running the ball when they put their mind to it, when yeah. they make it a point to run the ball. I, I think they have done a good job, and I think to Beach's point, they've earned the right to 
get the ability to go out and try to run the ball, and that's what they've got to do against the Seahawks. Uh, more from Beach. Beach, who, by the way, I hope is, uh, is, is one of those guys that's on hard knocks a lot. I don't know that he will be. But uh, he might not want to be. But when you start talking about personalities on this team, yeah, Kelvin Beecham is one of those guys that when he talks, people listen. Yeah, uh, here he is talking about you know Benjamin and the fact that he is getting more playing time now. You know, you know, is a, a dynamic runner, uh, very well conditioned, um, and he's done it a number of times since he's been here. There's been times where I've looked back behind me and I see uh, seen him throwing up and then you know get the ball and go run for it. So excited for him to, to get a red opportunity in a in a hostile environment. You know that he's going to thrive in it. You know, this is what he does, right? You know, barfs from time to time. From time to time. Yeah, right. From yeah. time to time, he, he, he barfs. And, uh, you know, actually, we had him on Big Red Rage, and, you know, actually talked about that. He was just anxious, as a matter of fact. It's what he does. He wants to get it out. He wants to barf. And at that point, I said, hey, do you know who Lawrence Taylor was? <laughs> That's and how he, you introduce yourself to everybody. And he did, though. He he did. He was yeah. like, yeah, he played defensive end. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't a defensive end, you know. It <laughs> was an outside linebacker. You have to go back and listen to Big Red Rage. Just simply changed the game of football. But, you know, but it was funny because um, I cannot tell you, my brothers, how many offensive tackles in the National Football League barfed before they played Lawrence Taylor. It's, I'm talking it's like about a guys. Mechanism. I'm talking about guys who didn't barf, who were not barfers. There were guys that barfed every game. Okay, and and when I say that, you could count them on one hand. It's like weekly barfers? guys that, for whatever reason. Yeah, you oh. know what they barfed. You know they knew they were going to go out there and do something, and they barfed. Um, and then there were guys who didn't barf. <laughs> All right, the they world were. is divided into two people. <laughs> and I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, Lawrence Taylor made many many people barf. Uh, before games, guys that d- typically did not barf, and that is a weird thing because you're either a barfer or not. Am I clear on this? Oh, I'm trying to write all this down, and you're talking too fast. <laughs> you're either one of those guys who is going to barf, or one of those guys who will not barf. Going in before my, a game. My book, the Ron Wolfley Taylor made guys who didn't barf before games. Barf before games. <laughs> so, what would have happened if Eno played against Lawrence Taylor? I mean, let's finish this math equation right now. You know, in a weird kind of way, maybe Eno doesn't barf be that fine. game. Maybe he'd be fine. Yeah. He'd say, you know what? I don't care. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> Who are you? All you're going to do is tackle me. You defensive end. Right? You're not going to embarrass me. See, that was the problem. That's why tackles barfed when they'd go against Lawrence Taylor, especially if you were doing it nationally televised game. Yeah, oh, look, great. everybody. It's LT. And uh, that's your son trying to block LT. And oh, by the way, Lawrence Taylor had three sacks and ruined the game. <laughs> and you lost the game because your son basically was getting worked on national television. <laughs> Give me the barf bag! Uh, real quick, one more. Beecham on Keontae Ingram. Excited for him. Uh, this is his first time out. Um, you know, uh, anytime you get an opportunity to have a, a great first impression on the road, uh, in a division, in a hostile environment, and you thrive in it, um, all it does is just give you confidence as a young player. So really excited for him. Yeah, there it is right there, man. Keontae Ingram. That's what he's talking about, right? Yeah. Keontae Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this show has been... This is kind of a whoa, 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 man. He's 60. It's your birthday. Wolf! Happy 60th, brother. 
What a momentous occasion, man. Hey, from fullback to fullback, man, I've loved getting to know you over the years. You've become like a brother to me, man. It's so awesome every time I get together with you. And, uh, man, I'm so happy for you. Happy birthday. Hope you have a fantastic day, brother. So that is A.Q. Shipley? <laughs> okay, wait a minute, Ship. What do you mean fullback to fullback? What did Ship say that right there? I Ship, did you, you play fullback? I wonder if he was a fullback in high school. Don't you guys get the same fullback newsletters? You know, what, you know what? I think he was, as a matter of fact. That's what I think he did. And he actually got moved to center because his bottom half got too large. Okay? That's all I'm saying. He got a little too thick. If you know what I mean. Um, I don't know why people think the show is weird. <laughs> because A.Q. Shipley is weird. That's why. He I did. like big balls no, and I can't lie. Stop. Your guy, Kiernan, who calls in and does the wolf voice and does a pretty good one. Did you see he sent a message on Twitter that's a, a birthday message? No, I did not uh, see well, that. Well, you will see that later. But uh, can I just say, too, of all the people that have ever done uh, impersonations. Yeah. Um, He's the best. He does pretty well. He is. Your brother yeah. did a pretty good one earlier in the show. Really? You, you thought yeah, so? I thought well, so. it's my brother. Well, I mean, that's an we all kind advantage, of sound still, yeah. a little bit alike. No, but he really sounded like you when he was trying to. Uh, all right, Arizona goes primetime next week as the Suns tip off the NBA season at home against the Mavericks, and the Cardinals host the New Orleans Saints for Thursday night football. So we are giving you the chance to experience both in person. Just text primetime to 620-620. Listen for your name starting next Monday for your chance to win two tickets to both games Plus, as if that wasn't enough, one lucky winner each day wins their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. So you're going to want to text primetime to 620-620. When we come back, would you like to see Carmelo Anthony in a Suns uniform? Might not be that far-fetched. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Ron, Michael Bidwell here, calling to wish you a happiest 60th birthday. Boy, it seems like it was just yesterday when we drafted you in 1985 in the fourth round out of West Virginia. I was a ball boy. You were running back, fullback. And, uh, boy, it's been great um, growing up alongside of you. I uh, want to wish you a very happy birthday. I know Stephanie and the kids are going to do something special for you. But just wanted to reach out, wish you a happy birthday. Love you, man. Michael, thank you so much, man. Love you, too. And... Man, uh, I have to tell you, a little overwhelmed right now. I, I really am. Um, so many people. Thank you. This is not. Let me let me just talk over you here, Wolf. Yeah, but this, please. This is um, this is not necessarily a Wolf kind of thing. You don't like talking about. No, yourself, I don't. But I, uh, I don't. You guys know me. Um, it, it's not false humility. It is not. Um, it's legit. I. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think I was such a good wedge buster, <laughs> all right? Somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb, run into the wedge, boom, blow it up, right? Let somebody else actually make the play. You go into the wedge. How about that? That's good for you, Ron. <laughs> That's that's good for you. I'm just saying, the polar of the pond. Ron, the pond is good for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
So. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Did you know you knew this many people that would call in? No, I, I really didn't, man. I got to tell you, I'm just blown away. Really shocked. Your mom calling in live was... Uh, that one, well, that one, that one okay, that's, that's uh, she's 85, and uh, that one, yeah, I was nothing. When you made it through Puddled. that one, I figured you were, you yeah. were for the show. Uh, all right, over to basketball. How about this name? Potentially for the Phoenix Suns. How about Carmelo Anthony? Ooh, you know what? Immediately, I, I would have a visceral reaction to the name Carmelo Anthony. If it was three years ago, maybe even two years ago. <laughs> All right. Okay. But the way that Carmelo Anthony right now has. Um, accepted who he is at this point in his career, I'd be all over that for the Phoenix Suns. I'd say, heck yeah, I'd love to see that, especially with CP, with Chris Paul on this roster. Well, this goes back to last year and the the trust that I think most Suns fans have in James Jones and Monty Williams and Chris Paul and Devin Booker that if a guy gets brought into this locker room, they've been vetted properly over and over. Right. So if Carmelo Anthony's coming into this locker room, no, he's not Carmelo from 10 years ago that's one of the best players in the NBA. I get that. But if you set his name aside for a second, look at what he did for the Lakers last year. Look at what he is still capable of doing as a guy off the bench. Not a bad addition since you're not going to be giving anything up and not only is he not going to be the guy from 10 years ago okay that's that's a downer but he's not going to be he's not going to be somebody that comes in with a bunch of baggage like he might have been three or four years ago that at that point he can help you on the floor but he can't help you like he used to and he's bringing all this baggage maybe it's not worth it I don't think there's any baggage anymore, Wolf. And he showed last year he could still play. He was hitting threes right around 38%. He was putting up about 13.5 points a game. If Chris Paul signs off on him and you're not giving anything up for him, what's the yeah, risk? You know, once again, just you're going to run Carmelo out. You're going to run him out there off the bench, of course. And um, to your point, he's shooting the three still effectively. Yet his defense has actually gotten better. <laughs> Melo's defense has gotten better. Um, he had his highest defensive rating last year of his career, as a matter of fact. And I think at this point in time, maybe he's had a paradigm shift inside his brain, inside his soul, and how he plays the game of basketball, and realizing he's not the guy who's going to go out and score 35 points a night anymore. He's not that guy, yet he loves the game and still wants to play the game and make money and be effective. And because of that, now he's fitting a role coming off the bench and Scoring points and shooting the three and maybe playing a little defense as well. I, I'd be all for it at this point. This is uh, it was Brandon Robinson of Bally Sports who tweeted out teams with interest. I've been told in Carmelo, Suns, Nets, Warriors, Knicks. I don't understand why the Knicks are on there. Uh, I really don't. I mean, those other teams are title contenders. I don't think the Nets are winning the title, but they are built to try to win the title this year. The Warriors just won the title, and the Suns won 64 games last year, and they were in the finals the year before. So those first three teams are teams well, that are trying to win now. The Knicks aren't really in win-now mode yet, but whatever. That's Those are the four teams, apparently, that are interested in him. Yeah, well, would he play six, seven years with the Knicks? Um, well, it's tough. It's always tough with the Knicks, because he was first rumored to go to the Knicks for like 
six or seven years like every good player. So every player is always rumored to go to the Knicks for a while before they actually do it. Or sometimes they just don't. But yeah, he he played there for a while. And that was back when he was that was back when he was in his prime coming out of Yeah, Denver. I know, yeah. And that's why I'm saying maybe they're like, Come home. It's time for you to come home. <laughs> yeah, so. seven years. Look at that. There you go. The random numbers I, that you remember. You know, I, I'm just look, it's an eight. It is, okay. Um but again, I'm all for that, and it's because I think at this point in time, he knows exactly who he is. And if if you tell me that the Suns are interested in Carmelo Anthony, to your point, guess who already gave that the okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who did? Well, Chris Paul, Chris who I would, Paul I would think would most— the first name yeah, I, I mean, think. those two are really good friends. Wasn't Carmelo on the banana boat, too? I believe he was. Uh, listen, I, don't ask me about the banana boat. Well, you remembered how many years he played in New York. Well, right, but that's <laughs> different than the banana boat. Um, so I'm assuming Chris Paul would sign off on him. But for James Jones and Monty Williams and Devin Booker to sign off on him, I, if it gets to that point, I'm not saying it will, but it's at least out there. If it gets to that point, okay, yeah, it's— it's because of what you're asking him to be. Nobody's asking Carmelo to yes, come in here and give right. you 39 minutes a night and be a star. No, you're asking him to be, I, I don't know, maybe your sixth man, probably your seventh, eighth man, whatever. Yeah, he'll have a role if he's here. And I think what that role would be is something he's capable of doing. I'm not saying you have to go out there and, and make this the top priority. But as I keep saying, it feels like their roster is a little incomplete right now. Or there's a lot of like lottery tickets towards the end of the bench. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you bring up anybody that is anybody in the NBA that might be able to come off the bench, the very first team I think of, I think of the Suns, right? I think we all do, knowing that the bench is a massive question mark going forward. It's one of the reasons why I cannot wait to see just the, just the Mavericks game alone. There's so many different reasons, so many different elements to the Magic's, uh, the, the Mavericks game that I'm fascinated with for the Suns. Um, so many storylines going into that game. And I know a lot of it, of course, has to do with what happened in the Mavericks series overall last year. But, um, I'm, I'm fascinated, one of them, to see the bench and how Monty works the bench and who is the sixth man Wolf's 60th birthday hey Wolf I hear you turning 60 years old happy birthday man no doubt in my mind you're still the type of guy you don't want to meet in an alley and LTG a legitimate tough guy happy birthday man and here's to wishing you many more hey Wolf this is Agent Wilson 124 to another hey man I just wanted to wish you a happy 60th birthday um, I'm really happy that you made it this far to 60. A lot of people back in the day didn't think that you would make it this far, but I'm happy that you did. Um, hopefully you have a very good day. Um, you get everything that you want. Maybe you get a few more years out of that body of yours. All right? 124 to another one. Sign out. Happy birthday, Wolf. Oh, wow, man. That's awesome right there. LC. Larry Centers. Man, I ripped him when he was a rookie. I played with him one year, man. I just ripped him just unmercifully. And look at him. He still takes the high road and sends you birthday wishes. Yeah, but he knew that's because I loved it. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, the cat. The cat always okay. has the final word. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to go to the break. That is really distracting, man. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text I mean, line. Who put that in there? That's 620 right now. Whoever put that in there is a genius. Uh, all right. How can the Cardinals get off to a faster start against the Seahawks on Sunday? We're going to ask their sideline reporter, Paul Calvisi. I'm sure this won't <laughs> oh, go no. south in a hurry. Oh, That's no. Next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Ron Wolfley, how you doing? This is Daryl Johnston. Hey, I'm just calling to wish you a happy birthday. I'm going to do everything I possibly can. It'll be a little bit late, but I'm going to see if I can get some peanut sticks from Freddy's Donuts headed your way. And don't share them with anybody on the crew. Hide them this time. Or I can send two boxes. I'm not sure. Happy birthday to America's fullback and the first fullback out of the 716 to bring notoriety to the position. Have a fantastic day, Ron. Right on, Daryl Moose. Oh, man, this is, that is awesome. Moose, of course, from Buffalo, New York, based on our Never forget that. Um, knows yeah, he, what a peanut stick say, you know, is. If you know what a peanut stick is, you must be from Buffalo, right? You got that right. And, man, he wore that fullback mantle well. Can we turn this up, please? Uh, Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Can't turn it up, Wolf, because we have a guest on the Arizona Sports Line right now. <laughs> and I'm sure this will be a nice, friendly conversation with Paul Calvisi. Polly, what's going on? Please turn it up. Wait as I hit the post. <laughs> Yes, Paulie. I mean, forget Wolf's birthday. Let's just listen to Tool, honestly. Yes. Let's celebrate Maynard. Can we do that? The the real Arizona resident around here. You kidding me? That's I was Monday. there, actually, for that song when Wolf lost a lighter at a Tool concert. <laughs> Wolf, for the last time. I mean... You know what? You can't walk into a concert with a lighter. He always lost his favorite lighter whenever we went to a concert back in the day. That, you know, because, because Luke, to truly understand Ron Wolfley, broadcast know-it-all, right? Four-time Pro Bowler. You need to know the in-between, Luke. The dark days. Are you familiar with the dark days, Luke? I think so, but maybe not. For those who are not, um, the best way I can compare it is, do you know, and most people probably aren't aware of this when it comes to the life of Ron Wolfley all 60 years now. The movie Dude, <laughs> Dude Where's My Car? That is actually based on Wolf's life after football. It's actually a screen adaptation as Wolf struggled post-playing days. It was Dude, Where's My Car? Where's my car keys? Where's my, Dude, where's my car? Yeah, where's my sunglasses that okay. I wear indoors all the time? Where are my three packs of Marlboro Reds that I smoked okay, nonstop uh, before graduate unfiltered Lucky? See, Wolf wants me to stop because then it was, where's my daily fist fight with some dude somewhere who was looking at me the wrong way? Oh, Paul. And then don't even make me bring up Friday, Saturday nights, okay? Paul, stop. <laughs> All right, Paul. You know, yeah. Paul, spe- speaking of tools, Paul, um, <laughs> you have tools that you use, Paul, uh, on the sideline from time to time. As you walk around the sideline, Paul, what, exact- what exactly is in your parka that you have? Because What's you better my- be bringing your parka because it's supposed to rain up there in Seattle, isn't it? Wait a minute. All week I heard it's going to be 70-something degrees and like in, in-, in 0% chance. The rain. What it changed? Yeah, no, Paul. It's gonna rain. No, just stop it. Just stop it. Just forget that. <laughs> because you 
love the rain, Polly, well, especially when it mixes with whatever you got in your hair. Okay. And it starts to just come down Here your right. cheeks, Paul. Did I miss Hoopy, by the way? Has Hoopy come on yet? That's what I want to know. She called in about uh, oh, less than I an hour ago. Paul, missed it. Paul, Dang. don't bring up Hoopy. All right, I mean, honestly, she, she, she choked me up. Okay, next. Yep, that's that's when you know Wolfie. You got Wolf. He just looks and says, next. Yeah, and you right. have to move on. Um, uh, all right, Polly. How about this game on uh, on Sunday? Yeah, right. Now, here's my theory, okay? We've tried everything else. You need the Mariners to win game three to push start time back an hour and a half to maybe get the Cardinals to start better because they'll think it's the third quarter, but it's actually the first. Where are that's you on right. this one? Change the start time. Don't tell the team. Yes. So they think it's a second or third quarter, and then they rally accordingly. Yeah. You're right. Look, if they don't get off to a quick start against the Seahawks in that environment where where you come out and it's you against all the 12s and they're all lubricated and they're right behind the bench and they're shouting a lot of nasty and foul stuff. I mean, one guarantee with the Cardinals over the years, and it never changes, is the energy is never better than in Seattle for the Arizona Cardinals. So you went up there last year with a backup quarterback and you ran 79 plays and you more than doubled their time of possession. So this should all bode well, I would think, even minus three running backs. So, Polly, are you saying that you think the Arizona Cardinals go up there and they feed off that negativity. Like, oh. they feed off that energy. Now, it was interesting because we were talking to Eno Benjamin, right, to last night. And Eno was talking about two years ago, remember, Paul, where they didn't have any fans. Remember that? And then, yes. and then last year, of course, when they did... Um, you know, it's not going to be the same situation, of course, but that's interesting. Do you think they feed off that negativity? All the time. Every time they come out, and it's, it's the road venue they all look forward to the most. So what does that mean? Can they do something about the fact they're the only team in the NFL without a point in the first quarter? Can they come out? And, and look, we know the teams have run it, obviously, against the Seahawks. And Wolf, don't get started on all your metrics and stats about the Seahawks league, worst rushing defense. We get it. They stink. I know. Here's the thing. Will the Cardinals run it? Will they commit to the run? Yes. Last year, that's the question. I think they can run it. With this offensive line, Sean Harlow played maybe a lot better than people figured for Rodney Hudson. Did a really good job with a silent count, even at home when they needed it, with all those Eagles fans in there. Well, they'll need it the entirety of this game. They have a. I talked to a number of offensive linemen guys about an hour ago, and they think, in their words, that Eno will do real well. If they can just commit to the run game and get it going, especially against that run defense, the Seahawks feature, because a year ago when they ran it 30 times or more, they were 9-0. and So you come out, if you can get establish that physicality, you get something going. Maybe not, you know, try and come out and keep it a little more simple. You already know there, you know, it is sort of simple in some of the mistakes. Guys aren't maybe where they need to be. The focus, the attention to detail. If you're clouding windows for Kyler Murray and there's too many guys in a certain area, get that separation, the spacing. If you go back to day one of Cliff Kingsbury's offense, we likened it to what? To sort of a Warriors offense in basketball. The spacing. So if it's not there for the quarterback, maybe that's why he's not finding guys downfield for chunk throws. Because it is remarkable that Geno Smith had four... Yes. Had, had three touchdowns of 35 or more yards last week, and the Cardinals' longest play all season is a 30-yard pass from Kyler to Greg Dortch right before halftime of the Rams game? That's incomprehensible right now. It's that downfield passing attack that's missing for Arizona. Wow, Polly. Polly, we appreciate you calling in, man, and uh, and you guys kept it fairly clean, even though you both trashed each other for the first five minutes yeah, of the 
with you. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's because I'm going to go have sushi with him at some <laughs> point in time tomorrow. No. Uh, Luke, just don't forget, nice. if it wasn't for the warrior queen entering at the end of the dark days, there would be no 60th birthday. <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> Paul, thank Thanks, you. Paul. We have no time. See Capiche? you later, Paulie. Yeah, we appreciate it. Go Ronnie Lon on somebody, Paul. <laughs> it's Paul Calvisi joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right there. Sports. Today, we celebrate Ron Wolfley's birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, honey. I love you. Wolf, this is Gerard Powers, man, and I just want to call and wish you a happy 60th birthday. I'm sure you got the whole day planned with doing great, adventurous stuff, but uh just want to let you know, man, we appreciate the work that you do in AZ and the coverage that you do with the Cardinals, man. Hope you have a great 60th. Man, that's awesome. Gerard Powers. What's up, Gerard? Oh, thank you. We come back. It's been a busy week around the world of sports. We're going to take you through all of it, hopefully, next in the work week wrap up. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Happy birthday, Wolf. Big number 6-0, baby. Not bad for a fullback. They don't usually live that long. <laughs> Congrats, brother. You're the best. Wolf, it's Cliff Kingsbury here. Just wishing you a happy birthday, my friend. It's been a joy to be around you, get to know you. Can't thank you enough for all your support of the Cardinals and all you've done for this organization. And you don't look a day over 65. So enjoy, and I'll see you this weekend. Oh, my goodness. What a kick in the cradle. Um, so that was B.A. and Cliff. And that's awesome. How about B.A. laughing at his own joke? <laughs> Boy, you know, yeah, right, exactly. He's going to be okay. Usually, I don't live that long. You know, B.A. It's going to be a little off color from time to time with that guy. I tell you what, if B.A. decided, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not coaching anymore. I want to do stand-up comedy. I'd watch, I'd watch, I'd watch some B.A. stand-up. All right, it is time for the uh, work week wrap-up. And so here we go, starting on Monday. Monday. Monday, Ian Rappaport says uh, Matt Rule is out in Carolina. There's what happens to Steve Wilkes, who it sounds like he is going to get really, really serious consideration for the head coaching job. He was a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals just given one season. And and that puts Matt Rule out there potentially for ASU, too. Yeah, no, that does. Can you believe that was only this week? Yeah, I know. Like, it seems like it was a month ago. Yeah, is that what you're least, saying? At least a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about basketball? Here's Shams on Jay Crowder having a potential landing spot. Sources tell me the Hawks have emerged as a suitor among interested teams in Suns forward Jay Crowder. The Hawks and Suns have had conversations in recent weeks and months, I'm told. And Wolf, we also got the news from D.A. that uh, he and Coach Monty Williams were speaking again. Everything's back to normal. All right, what's popping, what's popping? <laughs> All right, what's poppin', what's poppin'? What's poppin'? 
Back to football. Cardinals, Antoine Wesley heading to the IR out for the year. Here's Cliff Kingsbury when he joined us on Monday. It's big. I mean, there was definitely a comfort level there with, with Kyler and him. And he, he's a great uh, deep ball, t- high point type receiver that um, was, was a real red zone weapon for us. So that, that was tough. He, not afraid to do the dirty work in there either. And, and uh, just really unfortunate that, that he got injured again. Receiver's been beaten up all season long. Yes. Um, man, D-Hop coming back in a couple of weeks. Actually, oh, even less than six that, days. isn't it? Six days. Yeah. Think about it. Six days. Six One more days, game. man. One more game. Man, this is going to be huge. D-Hop going to come back and... It's going to change a lot. I really do believe he is. I wish it was otherwise, but I don't think it is. It's a big six days coming up for the Cardinals, uh, starting, I guess, now. But the next six days, a lot's going to be determined. Imagine we do the show next Friday, and they are either going to be turning it around or really in trouble. Uh, how about the Suns? Preseason loss to the Nuggets, although they got some uh, some good work in. Amaro gets it from Scott Wall, the referee. Bounces in for Washington in between the circles. Down to six seconds. Washington Jr., Crosses over. Now a three-pointer from the right side. Off the front iron. No good. And the buzzer sounds. The Nuggets win it. 107-105 to the final score as they fend off the Suns from a late comeback down the stretch. Now the reason I say they got some good work in there is because Mikel Bridges referenced that game as kind of like, all right, we're back. Let's let's get ready here, even though it was a preseason loss. Uh, and then the Chiefs over the Raiders, 30-29. to Here's Devontae Adams. I don't know if it was, uh, I had a little collision with Hunter on the left side. I didn't, I didn't see anything after I released and got back vertical. We ended up running into each other, so that was that's all with us. So I don't even know where the ball went or nothing. It's on the ground. Feels like that was a month ago, too. Wolf, here we go on to Tuesday. That was all just Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday, here's Cliff Kingsbury uh, adding some running backs to the practice squad. It's day to day. Not sure yet. It'll be later on in the week. Uh, James, obviously, is very familiar with the system, so if he can go late in the week, he'll go. And then um, Daryl, we'll see how that goes. But we wanted to make sure we had our bases covered and brought in some guys who played and um, brought in some experience. You like Corey, don't you? I do, as a matter of fact, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that's got NFL experience, a guy that um, you can count on to run the ball. He's actually has a career average of 4.1 yards per carry. I mean, this is a guy that has gotten the opportunity to play in 63 games. So this is no rookie by any stretch of the imagination. If he's he's going to be given the opportunity to run, I expect him to go out and play. Play well. He might be. That's Corey Clement. Uh, Division Series getting going on Tuesday as well and highlighted by this uh, Jordan Alvarez walk-off home run. Huge comeback against the Mariners in Game 1. Here's the pitch. Swing and there's a drive. Calm down, Houston. We can't hear you banging on the trash cans if you're that loud. Wednesday. Wednesday, the Cardinals. Matt Amendola back to the roster. Here's Cliff. Yeah, that was it. Um, you know, we, Like I said last week, we've seen him kick well in, in practice, and he's kicked well in games in this league. And um, So we're, we're past it on to this week. Uh, Laquan Treadwell to the practice squad as well. Cool. So there you okay. go. There you number go. 17. All right, nice. Uh, and then we finally get the preseason over with in basketball. Finally, it was only four games. Suns lose to the Kings by one. 
in, and now we get ready for the start of the actual regular season. Also, the Padres, a 5-3 win over the Dodgers in the NLDS, evens that series at one apiece. Braves evening the NLDS series with the Phillies as well. On to Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Wolf, Suns, one of four teams interested in signing Carmelo Anthony. Car- uh, Coyotes, rather, opening their season with a <laughs> with three goals allowed in the first five minutes and a 6-2 loss to the Penguins. Well, that was rough. It, was, uh, it wasn't the best start. It was a rough start. And uh, the game you loved last night, Commanders over the Bears, 12-7. Here's Carson Wentz. Huge, huge. Um, it's hard to win in this league. We've seen it. We've been a part of a couple now. Um, definitely was an ugly one, but uh, we'll take ugly sometimes. You know, we'll take a win, especially with the skid that we that we were on. Um, so by any means necessary, and we got it done, and it feels feels very good, feels much needed. Yeah, it's, I can imagine. <laughs> I still can't get over how that game ended last night. Anyone who saw it, the microcosm of the entire game, there it was on that last play. Unbelievable. <laughs> you just, I just could not believe what I was seeing, that it came down to whether or not the guy caught the ball clean or not. It was that simple. It was destructive in terms of offensive football. Watching it made you really, really weary of any team. <laughs> I, I still can't believe how Carson Wentz looked like a professional quail hunter afterwards <laughs> in the press conference. All right, here's, uh, here's Friday. Friday. Friday, okay. Cliff Kingsbury, James Conner have a chance to play? No, not this week. Hopefully next week, but we'll see. Well, no, James Conner. Wolf, you, you made it through the entire birthday show. Congratulations. Except wait. Hi, honey. Happy birthday. 60 looks amazing on you. You're like a fine wine. You just get better every year. I love you, and I'm really looking forward to celebrating with you later tonight. Table for two, please. Hi, Dad. It's your favorite child. I hope you have a very happy birthday, and you cherish every moment of it because you're only 60 once. I love you. Hey, Dad. I hope you have an amazing birthday, and it's filled with lots of joy and happiness, and I'm so happy that you're my dad. I love you. Alright buddy Happy birthday We'll see you next week Alright Peace Darren Maloney Jesse Morrison For Wolf I'm Luke Burns And Gambo next